Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2005. Is sugar bad for you and does it make you fat? Part one by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com and I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Saturday. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions. You can send one in at oldpodcast.com slash ask or email your question directly to health at oldpodcast.com. Now, today's episode is a little longer than normal. So whenever that happens, I read the first half today and then finish up the rest for you tomorrow. So with that, let's hear part one and start optimizing your life. Is sugar bad for you? And does it make you fat? Part one by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. Sugar gets a really bad rap. With all the sensationalized headlines and fear-mongering surrounding sugar and its supposed evils, it's hard not to fall into the belief that maybe, just maybe, it's really that bad for us. Some of the most popular news and fitness sources claim the following. Fat doesn't make you fat, but sugar does. Or, sugar is as addictive as cocaine. And finally, sugar will make you sick and unhealthy. The list goes on and on. The problem with this is all context. And in today's article, I'm gonna present to you an alternate view with the hopes you'll have an open mind and consider another argument before buying into a bunch of claims that might not be true. Most people's reasoning for abandoning and even demonizing sugar is based on flawed logic and many times emotional reasons. And when emotions get involved, it's typically difficult to think straight. Ironically, or maybe not, most of the articles in the media demonizing sugar play on the emotions. Headlines such as, Want to lose fat? Don't ever eat these foods, which of course they reveal as those evil carbohydrates. Or, why sugar is keeping you fat and unhealthy. Or how about this one? Here's how sugar is killing your insides and what you must do to regain your health. And finally, how sugar tricks your brain into wanting to eat more, keeping you fat and miserable. And let's face it, 
If you're overweight and in search of a better way of eating that will help you lose fat and get into better shape, these appeals to your emotions carry a lot of weight. I won't deny the low-carb weight loss success stories, but the low-to-no-sugar diets are not the cause of said weight loss. It's the controlled caloric deficit that's responsible. So let's get into this. What is sugar? Sugar is the simple term for all the various forms of carbohydrates. These carbohydrates are either in unison, think glucose, or bound together with other forms of carbohydrates like dye or oligosaccharide. By the way, saccharide is the fancy name for sugar. When you see mono, dye, or oligosaccharide, it means one, two, or multiple, also called poly sugars. Here's one thing to know before going into the nitty-gritty of what carbohydrates or sugars are. All of them must break down into a simpler form, known as glucose, which is used by the body for fuel. The sugar key. Monosaccharide. This is one type of carbohydrate or sugar, and it's often referred to as glucose, which is what is broken down and enters your bloodstream. Then there are disaccharides. These are two types of carbohydrates bound together. An example of this is the commonly known table sugar, which is made up of two types of carbohydrates put together, glucose and fructose. Oligosaccharides. These are many types of carbohydrates bound together. Some food examples of oligosaccharides are potatoes, rice, oats, bread, spinach, other starches, and veggies. When breaking it all down, all carbohydrates are sugar, just in multiple forms. So sometimes people can get confused when I'm consulting them on their training and nutrition, and I say, you probably need more sugar in your diet. I then go on to explain that when I say sugar, it can be an extra helping of rice or potatoes during the day, or mixing some fruit in their protein smoothie post-workout. In the end, the carbohydrates are broken down by the body into glucose, or sugar, and used for fuel. An important thing to understand before we get into how sugar is used by the body is this. Carbohydrates are required by the body for the following reason. One, sugar is stored in your muscles and liver, but more on this later, for fuel you'll be using for hard training. If you're listening to this, I'm gonna assume you're interested in optimizing your workout plan too and optimizing your training performance and getting leaner. Carbohydrates can help you tremendously with all of these goals. Two, sugar is needed by the brain for optimal function. Your brain uses close to 20% of your total energy expenditure. So skimping on the sugar can not only cause physical, but mental performance problems. And three, sugar is protective of lean muscle tissue because it spares ingested and skeletal muscle protein from being converted to sugar to meet the body's needs. Note, some will argue that sugar is not essential. This is why I used the term required a minute ago, because it can be made by the body out of protein. But while this argument is indeed true, it's referring to survival situations when carbohydrates are scarce and your body begins to use ingested protein and lean tissue for its glucose needs. Now let's tackle some misconceptions and ideas that need further reviewing so you never have to worry about those pesky, sensationalistic, and fear-mongering headlines about sugar ever again. Sugar will spike your insulin. While carbohydrates will spike insulin levels, so does protein. So the argument of keeping insulin down by reducing carbohydrates and eating mostly protein is faulty from the start. As Brad Pylon notes, protein, regardless of the source, will cause a spike in insulin, even though the protein source might determine the rate of the rise and fall of insulin levels. So the takeaway? 
both carbohydrates and protein are going to spike your insulin levels. So trying to cut out sugar altogether doesn't make sense. And I think this goes without saying, but cutting out protein for fear of insulin spikes is not the way to go either. Another interesting note you might not be aware of is that fructose actually has very little to hardly any impact on insulin levels. So consuming more fruit, which is not 100% fructose, by the way, can actually be a good thing if you're trying to mitigate insulin and blood sugar spikes. Now, due to fructose never being eaten in isolation, because it's not found this way in nature, it's nearly impossible to avoid the insulin spike that will inevitably result from eating in general. However, it's been shown that eating fruit, because it contains a lot of fructose, before meals can minimize blood sugar spikes from other carbohydrates. Isn't sugar converted to fat immediately because of insulin spikes? A common saying is, I can't have sugar, it goes straight to my butt. And while that sounds funny, it's a legit belief held by many. For some, sugar equals automatic fat storage. Regardless of what you may have heard about sugar being converted to fat as soon as it hits your gut, it doesn't quite happen that way. It's actually a complicated process. But here's the gist. Sugar is broken down from the many forms into glucose. Glucose is what your body's cells use for energy. If there's not enough glucose, it can resort to using amino acids or proteins for energy via the process called gluconeogenesis. This is the process where your body breaks down muscles or ingested proteins into glucose. Sugar or carbohydrate is hardly ever converted to fat due to how it's stored in the muscles and liver. If glycogen stores are completely topped off, then something happens where the carbs are turned into fat, and that process is called de novo lipogenesis, but this is incredibly rare in humans. The interesting part of this is you have to eat an insane amount of carbohydrates in a short period of time for this to happen. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Is Sugar Bad For You? And Does It Make You Fat? by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So, When you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I hope you're gathering that 
Really, the main point here is that you really can't avoid all sugar. Your body actually converts some of the proteins you eat into sugar. When you eat vegetables, those actually contain some sugar. Why is sugar found in everything? Well, when we think about it, think about plants, for example. Plants need to survive, and many of them get their fuel from sugar, and they make their own fuel or sugar from the light they get from the sun. If we then eat the plant, we're eating the sugar, the fuel that's found in their cells. And when it comes to converting foods into fat, JC is absolutely right. It is a complicated process. There are so many factors that are involved. Your age, your body weight, how much sleep you got the night before, the quality of sleep you got, the meals that you've been eating, your exercise levels, the amount of lean body mass or muscle you have on you. All of these are important to consider when determining whether your body's gonna choose to store the foods you eat as fat or as something else entirely. But we'll get more into that on tomorrow's show. I thank you so much for listening today and every day. I'll be back here tomorrow, as I said, to finish up this post. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.